0: Leaders run towards problems, not away from them. Early in my career, I learned that a major part of my job is to solve problems. Now, problems aren't always fun. They often require tough decisions and some stressful conversations. Because of this, most people run away from problems rather than confronting them. In business, this is a recipe for chaos and dysfunction. Now, we've all heard the phrase, Fight or flight, it's a real thing. Fight or flight is a response to uh, an automatic physiological reaction to an event that is perceived as stressful or frightening. That's the official definition. Our instinctive response to danger or stress is to either run from it or stand up and fight. Now some people can't ever walk away from a fight. and That's not good because not everyone or every situation is worth a fight. You do have to pick your battles, and in business, you need to choose those battles wisely. But that isn't typically the problem for most business people. Most business people, frankly, are cowards, and rather than confront problems, they tend to sweep them under the carpet or run away. The ability to deal with problems and stressful situations is a key component to strong leadership. Now weak leaders, they're not really leaders. I have to admit that weak leaders kind of make me a little sick, and I know a lot of them. First indicator of a weak leader is that they're quick to take the credit, but they avoid the responsibility. They like to make the easy calls, but think their subordinates should take all the hits for them. Weak leaders love to play golf and have drinks with colleagues and customers, but they don't show up for the tough meetings. When there's a problem with an employee or a customer, a weak leader always has staff deal with it. Conflict is just part of business. And if you want to be a strong leader, you have to learn how to deal with conflict. In business, there's going to be arguments and disagreements and problems. When weak leaders can no longer avoid those problems, they dance around them, they hire buffers or lawyers to relay information on behalf of themselves just to avoid the possibility of an uncomfortable confrontation. Weak leaders hate confrontation. There's no drama in NARAP. I'm certain that one of the reasons NARAP is one of the most successful business organizations in America So many years ago, after a painful stretch of turmoil and dysfunction, we decided on a policy that we coined, there's no drama in NARAP. Essentially, the policy served as a guide and a great case study on how organizations should deal with conflict. Now, like any organization, NARAP has disagreements and problems. However, what differentiates us is how we address conflict and how we deal with it swiftly and decisively. Problems and dysfunctions can fester like an untreated wound that can develop into a deadly infection. As the CEO of Narap, I have to lead by example. I don't like gossip and I, I completely ignore anonymous complaints. My team knows that they should only bring big issues to my attention when they're serious and validated because I just don't hesitate to address those problems. I always say, Let's deal with it now. For me, conflict and confrontation aren't stressful, but knowing that there's a problem out there that is not being addressed, it's just that's the type of thing that actually stresses me out. And when I'm dealing with a problem, I try to give everyone involved the benefit of the doubt. I think that's important. But I don't beat around the bush when a resolution is finally agreed upon I'm known for making my counterparts repeat verbally or in writing what was agreed. When a resolution is not possible or someone breaches an agreement, that person is just cut from the team with prejudice. There's no looking back and I don't like to leave anything to chance. The goal for any company or organization is to build a culture where there's trust And where everyone begins with a core belief that every individual in the team has the same objectives. We all want what's best for the organization. There can be disagreement, yes. There can be disagreement on strategy and tactics. But there's never a question of people's motives. When your company or organization can get to that point, amazing things are possible the art of running towards problems. So this is some tips that I can give you. First of all, there's two types of people in the world, people who add stress and people who reduce stress. Obviously, you wanna surround yourself with people who reduce stress in your life. But here's the good news. When you develop a reputation for being a person who is just intolerant of artificial stress or drama, people began to self-select themselves in or out of your circle. Essentially, and I've said this many times, you attract what you project. So here's a few disciplines that I think can make you a better leader and your organization stronger. First, dealing with problems today is always better than tomorrow. And I think that's self-explanatory. Secondly, most problems are a teaching opportunity Now, depending on the problem, in many circumstances, if you take the time to explain the situation, don't just tell somebody that they're wrong or they have to change something, but explain to them why. Why it's a problem in the first place. You can not only potentially solve that problem, especially if you give them context, you, in the process, improve your relationship with the person or the people who are involved. Even if a situation is a lost cause, other people within your organization may learn by observing how you address that problem. So it's important. Thirdly, always fight harder, battle harder for others more than you do for yourself. I think this is also self-explanatory, but when your team sees you only respond to problems that affect you personally, whether you realize it or not, you are building a self-serving culture where everybody is just in it for themselves. And fourth and finally, once in a while, not always, and not, not frequently, but once in a while, you need to show people that you're willing to throw a punch. Taking the high road and being diplomatic is incumbent on emotional intelligence, but occasionally problems have to be dealt with aggressively. If someone is posing a dire threat to you or your business, you shouldn't be nice about it. You have to deal with the problem proportionately. You have to be brutal. People in inside and outside of your organization will take note, and they'll have greater respect for you in the long run. Thank you for listening to my blog, and here's some additional comments. I think this is going to be tough for some people, I think if it's not in your nature to deal with problems, to be unafraid, basically, of conflict, um, it's a tough thing to change from a personality standpoint and just from a style standpoint. Um, but I think it's essential. And people have this false impression that leadership is all about giving speeches and presentation and, you know, kissing babies and doing all the optical stuff. But that is actually a very small part of it. The real metal when it comes to leadership is vision, your ability to sell that vision. And I think your ability to deal with, with disagreement and conflict and to know when to push and to know when to settle. Those are, I think, what you pay, at the end of the day, real leaders to do for you. That's what I'm trying to express here. You know, it's the tough part of leadership. It's the it's the real part of leadership. It's a critical part of leadership. But man, if you get good at these things and you're disciplined, you can do amazing things. Good luck. And again, thank you for listening to my blog.